Today on the Angel of Words podcast, I have Karis LeBlanc, Burning Man choreographer. They say if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. And she's here to tell us why. On deck on the Angel of Words podcast. And full disclosure, my people, if I offended anyone during this interview, I sincerely apologize. Hello and welcome to the Angel of Words podcast again. Today we have one of the most courageous women I've had the pleasure to meet here in New York City, Miss Caris LeBlanc, a choreographer from Burning Man. Welcome, <laughs> Miss LeBlanc. How Thank are you. you today? Thanks for joining us on the Angel of Words podcast. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for excited having me. Excited to have you here because, like I said, you're one of the most courageous women that I've ever met. <laughs> To be completely honest with you. And uh, we're going to get into all the flame throwing and all the exciting stuff. But first, how the hell do you wake up and decide you want to throw fire? You want to play with fire? You know you're going to get burned, right? Yeah, yeah. I have been burned. You can probably see it in my little hair little things over here. Um, how did I? So I had known nothing about fire performance art up until I was like 26 and I was in, I was traveling throughout Southeast Asia and I was in Thailand and then more specifically in Bali. And I saw these people spinning with poi. I didn't know it was called poi. It was just long strings with fire attached to of them on the beach. And like every time I was like jaw dropped, like, wow, what in the hell is that? And so, you know, during that time we kept seeing these performers, they would come out of nowhere, they'd light up, they'd use gasoline. And I remember looking at my friend in 2011 and being like, I'm gonna learn how to spin fire. And she was like, are you out of your mind? And I was just like, you know what? I live in New York City. There's gotta be somebody that knows what this is and like how to, how to learn the tricks of the trade. And then it took me like three years. And then I finally found someone who teaches fire and fire performance art and poi and different props. And that's kind of how it started. There's something seriously wrong with you. you know that? <laughs> you're in Bali, you're like, oh my God, there's people putting gasoline on themselves and doing cool things. I think I'm gonna try that. What were you doing before that? I mean, <laughs> were you playing with lions at the circus? Like, <laughs> I had never, I mean, I love to dance. I love to, I love like that kind of music scene, but I mean, nothing really in my life had ever uh, led up to that kind of choice where I was just like, I'm going to figure this out. I need a hobby. I'm bored. I'm just doing what I do. And so, yeah, it took me like three years to kind of hone in on it. And through a friend who I actually knew a dancer who had hurt, I think she had like hurt her leg. She was doing knee surgery and she was like, yeah, you know, I stopped dance classes, but I'm taking poi classes in Brooklyn. And I was like, Oh, poi is that thing. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to learn how to do so fire. So P-O-I? P-O-I. Okay. Correct. So I, uh, through her, met a girl named Claire Smith who teaches classes. She's recently left to pursue a year of kind of, she's taken a year off to go pursue different dreams. But, um, yeah, I started teaching or training with her. I was taking privates for a little while and she was like, I think you should join my classes. And then it all just kind of like snowballed is it, is it more or less expensive than soul cycle <laughs> way less expensive yeah yeah people actually think when i'm like i'm yeah. a fire spinner they're like oh is yeah. that like a spin class and i'm like no 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 like dance with fire class yeah. and they're like oh so night cycling no so where did you practice this because i mean i would imagine that you have to uh practice your skills to get to a level where you're actually core doing choreography for shows out there yeah so um you know when we practice we practice with props 
props that are unlit and they make really cool LED props um, for all different fire props, not just poi. They have, you know, uh, palm torches and staffs and all these different things. But so we practiced unlit and basically it was just like a group class of like 10 people who met once a week and for an hour and 15 minutes and you learn tricks. And then after, I think it was after like the first eight classes I had taken with her, she took us to a place which has also since recently closed called the Floasis in Brooklyn, which was the only legal place where you could light up fire and perform with fire. It was like in this, um, person's apartment they had big outdoor space that was um certified through the fdny and they had all these permits or whatever so after like my eighth class it was the first time that she took us to go light poi on fire and spin it i have videos from it i was terrified oh man i could imagine as expected i'm like covered head to toe i'm like let me put on the gloves you have like special lubricants that you wear before you go out there to perform these no i mean the thing with fire is that um you know, you can light on fire, right? It's, 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 yeah. I don't want to say it's hard to catch yourself in fire, but you have to be careful of what you wear, no products in your hair. A lot of times women especially will just like spray water on their hair to kind of like wet it just in case. But I mean, knock on wood, I've singed eyelashes. I've definitely like had a little burns in my arms, but if you just wear natural fibers, you're usually fairly safe when it comes to fire performing and you always have a safety. There's always somebody with a duvetine, which will help you put out fire there watching you, making sure like, Hey, you caught your left pant leg on fire. Just put it out. Yeah. So, so uh, what happened to that place that closed down? Did it burn on fire? <laughs> no, I think it was like impervious oh, at that okay. point. Um, no, <laughs> I think it just kind of fizzled. And now um, the girl, this wonderful um, person, Tara McManus, she's actually allowing fire spinning. She partnered with um, uh, John and Jorge who on the deep end, which is in Ridge Ridgewood. Okay. So the deep That's end. Yeah, it's just on the Ridgewood or the Queens Brooklyn line. And um, they have a space right now that they're allowed to do fire in. And so she's been working with them a little bit to get fire safety classes and have like little tiny burns here and there for people who want to practice. And what's the biggest scare like, you ever had of like with fire? Yeah. I think <laughs> when I first started out, I hit myself on the head a couple of times and was convinced within that one instant that my whole head was on fire, but I was fine. But really, I think probably the scariest thing is, is actually at Burning Man in a big group when you just decide to like light on fire and spin your glory and dance or whatever uh people coming at me when i'm spinning fire that kind of are like either a of all don't think it's real or b of all are a little out of their minds and are like cool fire and you're like no 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 no, this is like real fire like, yeah don't. like this is not fake yeah, yeah, i hope you know this like please stand back like this they don't is call not... it burning man for no reason <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to you be might become burning one man. <laughs> yeah exactly so but yeah no real like big scary i mean i think there's always a little bit of a fear when it comes to poi maybe i'm just speaking for myself but uh that you're just gonna let go of one and it's gonna like launch somewhere and you're gonna be like where is that burning thing that i just flew out of my hands but yeah, it's not as scary as i think you th most people think it is it's not like it's not like the poi or whatever the you're burning is going to touch you and you're going to ignite into flames again if you're wearing cotton it's just going to kind of fizzle out because it's not um the wick isn't actually burning it's the gas that you the fuel that you have on the wick so it's it's yeah with all of that science behind it it's not that scary. so how did you end up at Burning Man, because, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think Burning Man, I think Game of Thrones. I mean, I love Game of Thrones, one of my favorite shows of all times. But I'm like, I'm going to get attacked by wildlings. I might end up in a cult. Like, you know, like, there's a, there's a, you know, like, I'm sorry, man. Us ethnic people are kind of scared of Burning Man, I think, as a whole. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of us haven't heard of it. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, public. Please excuse me. But it scared me when she was first telling me. I'm like, this sounds 
insane. But how, you know, how did you end up, you know, you know, getting an opportunity to go and perform at a Burning Man? It's probably the coolest part about my whole experience with Burning. So in 2011, when I saw a fire performance for the first time, we also happened to meet a bunch of other backpackers, and a lot of them had been to Burning Man, and they were talking it up. And I had heard about it years before, but never really met anyone that had actually gone to Burning Man. And so, again, in 2011, I was sitting there on the beach, and I looked at my friend Casey, and I was like, so not only am I going to learn how to spin fire, the first time I go to Burning Man, I'm going to spin fire at Burning Man. And again, she was like, you are absolutely out of your mind. I don't even know. Like, where do you even start? And I kind of just left it at that in 2011. And so I started taking poi about three years later, 14, let's say, 2014, 2015. And, um, just this one girl, her name is Lana. She's great. Hi, Lana. Um, she, um, her Hi, and Lana. I, <laughs> uh, her and I were like kind of ships passing through classes. Like she would come out of a class, I would go into a class and she always was like, and at one point she turned to me and she's like, you should join my fire performance group. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like I'm a newbie. I have no idea. And she was like, no, we perform at Burning Man. And I was like, Oh, again, I just started doing this. I've, I'm like very much I'm like, to I'm like junior, yeah. junior varsity. You guys are like major <laughs> league, whatever. Yeah. And so she was like, no, just come. So that I think it was like that March, um, joined Empire Fire Collective, which is a local New York City-based fire collective group that spins fire at Burning Man. They perform there. And um, we got in that year. So what happens is that, you know, you practice, you choreographic performance for when they burn the man at Burning Man in this group. Um, I think there was like probably like 18 of us at that point. It was like different sections, whole performance piece, and then you audition to the fire council at Burning Man. And so that year in 2017, our group got in. And I remember having that moment. I actually sobbed on the subway when I got that email because it was, you know, 2017, 2011 to 2017, Karis says this ridiculous life goal, just kind of throws it out into the universe. And I was kind like, of outlandish, I'll be honest. If I was your friend, they'd be like, you're bugging. You're you know that, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's I, not going to happen. <laughs> so my first time going to Burning Man, I performed yeah. fire during the, uh, before the man burned in the Great Circle. And it was like this total life path accumulation where I was like, holy crap, I did it. Like, I actually don't even know the day to day of how I got there, but I got there. And it was really but you know, I'll be honest with you, that's a, from doing a little research on burning that's the essence of burning man right is it not like you know uh, the self-realization self-actualization you know uh letting go of your inhibitions being your true self exactly you know exactly so it was like that culmination of all that and i literally sobbed on the subway like happy people were like are you okay i was like no i'm so excited you have no idea what's happening i'm going to burning man i'm spitting fires that was um it was amazing and that's how i got there my first time and also you know that kind of introduced me into the world and the event that is Burning Man. And it's huge. It's huge. How many people are usually out there? Like, I think there was around 80,000 last year. And yeah. I think they're trying to build it to get to 100,000. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's like a commune, right? Like, people come and, like, well, you know, not like that. But, like, you know, people, it, they, they, like, literally build a city in, like, nowhere in Nevada. And, you know, they camp out there for, it's, like, a week or it's so. It's a week long. It's a week long. And, you know, you got to, like, bring your own water. You got to, like, fend for yourself. It's kind of like The Walking Dead. You know what I mean? But everybody's alive. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly. Mad Max. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it is. Very good point. Except Touché. it's not gasoline, it's water. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's um it's a self-made city that it, you know, there's a couple months prior where they start to set up the you know, the burningman.org sets up the space and the event. But uh, the first year I went, I got there for early entry. So um I was there during build week, which is like this two weeks prior leading up to the event. Um, so I was fortunate enough to get in with a friend of mine who was like, do you want to come help us build? And I was like, again, I have no idea what that means. 
but that sounds great. Like, let's go. So I got to see, you know, like four days prior to the event, actual, when the gates open, I got to see this building of this space. When we got there, it was like the middle of the desert. My friend's trying to explain to me like the streets. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea what this is going to look like. And he was like, wait until Sunday night. And he's like, you'll see that this city literally builds itself in days and then it's gone in days. It's crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> and and you great. got in there for free? No, because so, those tickets are like fourteen hundred dollars. I was here. Like, so, there's no one day passes like Izu. Like no, yeah, there's like, no one day passes. Like, um, so they do. It's a commitment. You yeah, know? it's like tier tickets. So yeah. um, the first they have direct group sales, which actually just happened this week, which is um, the camps that go to Burning Man that are their own camps get the first bids for sales, and those tickets are around four hundred dollars. Um, I think they're a little more expensive this year. And then there's you know what's called I think the FOMO sale, which are the most. Those are the fourteen hundred dollar tickets. So those tickets. If you buy them for $1,400, what burningman.org does is it sells a certain amount of tickets for a very high price, and that allows for them to give performers and low-income tickets to people who can't afford $400 or $1,400. So it's like a tiered ticket sale. So the main sale happens, which is where all the $450 tickets go on sale, and then there's performer tickets, which are around $200, and then there's low-income, which are the same thing. So they basically, the people that pay the 1400 or helping people that can't afford that come to burning man which is kind of cool it's yeah, a different I mean, way that's of doing fantastic it. man because you know yeah. i saw that i'm like whoa man this sounds like a great experience but <laughs> yeah. 1400 living in new york city with these rents i don't know if i could afford to do <laughs> yeah. that you know? I, I might <laughs> stay out there and live after that you know? that's <laughs> a weird thing there's a point of burning man we're like maybe i'll just stay <laughs> yeah but um so it's cool so yeah the first time that i uh the first and then last year i got a performer's ticket which is around 200 and change now when did you start doing your own choreography for the show so that was just this past year so oh, the wow. first two years in my fire conclave i was in groups that other people were choreographing for yeah. and then last year for 2019 burning man we ha had our auditions for our conclave and the head um this wonderful guy frank was like i want you to choreograph the poi and hoop group and i was like oh my god like another life goal that i never thought i even wanted to do or had any interest i actually never thought i could and then so i choreographed a piece that was poi and hoop all on fire and then i helped choreograph um, what's called palm torches, so these little like cool candle things that you hold in your hand. And I helped um, another girl choreograph those two pieces. And then all of our pieces together, I think we had like a, the performance itself was around 16 minutes. We again auditioned and we got accepted. So that was really exciting. So last oh year God. I got to go not only perform, but also be like, this is my piece. Like, oh my gosh. That must have been exhilarating. Yeah, it was really cool. The, the experience of spinning fire at Burning Man um, as a performer. So it happens... Um, you know, the man burns on the Saturday before the end of Burning Man. So the man is this giant structure that they build and they set it on fire. Um, there's a thing called the Great Circle. So you can't really get close to the man burn. Obviously, as someone that's just in the crowd, they have like fire safety people and they have you have to be a couple hundred yards back. But when you perform before the man burns, there's your group and about uh, 30 other groups from around the world that perform their whatever they choreographed and usually their pieces are anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. So that happens. And then there's what they call chaos. So you do your performance, you put out your props and then everyone can light up again and do whatever they want. And it's actually what I just read. And uh, I think it was last year I read it. I'm not sure if it's true. So don't really quote me facts or facts, but um, I guess it's the largest fire performance circle to happen in the world is what happens before they burn the man. So that's pretty cool to be a part of as a performer. You're like, wow, this is like the big leagues. Now, 
Is this something that's that, is there like a schedule of performances? Do you got a playbill or something like, like <laughs> or it's just like willy nilly, you know? Like, hey, it's your time to burn fire. You're up next. Um, so what happens is yeah. everybody, you know, when the man burns, the entire event basically gravitates toward this the man, and so there's about seventy thousand people, eighty thousand people that get sit down and they're waiting for this last event. They burn the man. So our performance groups are in the great circle. We get placed around the circle but other than that uh, you can there is a map that they say if you have friends that you're like all right i'm going to be here on the circle if you want to see our group perform otherwise you just pick a spot in this huge area you see whatever performance and then everyone sits down and then they light the man on fire so it is a little willy-nilly you really have to like and burning man you lose all sense of time and direction and like, like you're not calling your friends like i'm gonna be on at five you yeah, better get there. yeah you literally leave camp you're telling me like, your friends couldn't even make it the last time right yeah the first time i went on no yeah. one saw me perform which was kind yeah. of a very humbling but sweet experience because I was so excited and I was like this is my goal and then like no one that I knew saw me they couldn't find me it was a big chaos they couldn't get in it was just a nightmare but you know I did it for myself and I think that's what's the most important well I mean that's what that's the essence of Burning Man <laughs> and by the man you mean that's what they call the statue right the yes. man is the name of the that statue is the man yep yep he gets bigger and smaller I think the biggest one was like a couple years ago but yeah it's this giant effigy basically and they just it's it's the largest fire I've ever seen in my life to the point where it's like terrifying to be that close yeah. like there was this past year we were happened to be sitting downwind of this giant fire when the man burned and i remember looking at somebody and i was like i'm fairly certain that we're sitting downwind of this flames because i can feel the winds <laughs> and then like 20 minutes later there was like fire tornadoes and we're getting like rained on with like giant piano i was like oh my god this is how it goes this is how yeah. i light myself on fire is sitting watching something yeah. burning so. Did you used to play golf or hunt or something? Because you're like down to that. You could tell. That means that you used to I do something. I literally could feel the wind, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know "This what's is not right. Something's wrong here." And then, and then I remember Frank was like, "No, no, no. We'll be fine. We'll be fine." I was like, "I don't think we're gonna be fine." Like, pretty <laughs> sure be the there, there's gonna be explosions, situation. and the wind is coming our way. Like we yeah. might not be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I actually have videos of like giant pieces of like huge pieces, just like and people like screaming and kind. Of, yeah, it was chaos, but it was fun, exhilarating. Let's say maybe not fun, but <laughs> different, very special, <laughs> very different experience. <laughs> now, what's the crowd like over there? You know, it's like is it a, like an eccentric crowd? Like you know, you can you wear whatever you want. Is there a particular way to dress for Burning Man? No, no particular way. The whole idea is radical self-expression, right? So. Okay. Um, and that takes place in many forms. It takes place as, you know, the person that's walking around in cargo shirts, shorts, or, you know, girls walking around naked, men walking around naked. It's really anything and everything. However you feel you want to express yourself, whatever that looks like, that's pretty much... And, you know, you have to dress appropriately for, I think, the temperatures. It gets really cold at yeah. night. It's very hot during the day. So there's a little bit of that. But yeah, because they do it go, in August and September, right? Yeah. So it's, it's I would hot. imagine it's pretty hot in Nevada around <laughs> yeah. that time. <laughs> yeah. So people do. They go crazy with costumes. And you watch people, like, walk, you know, through the desert. And you're like, what are they even wearing? That is insane. People go out in groups. There's art cars. There's, you know, people decorate their bicycles to the tenth. And you're it's, it's really, like, free radical self-expression. I'll be insane. honest, I don't tend to get naked in public, but that sounds like a, a situation. Come and Fire try. and heat from the sun. Yeah, I think mm. I might be naked. I think. It's actually quite liberating. Yeah. You're just like, I'm going to go. And then you're like, ooh, that's yeah. not so bad. I might be free, not because I want to, just to save myself. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder how guys ride bikes naked. I'm like, that yeah. doesn't look comfortable. Is that over there? Oh, yeah, they have like naked bike rides. And I mean, that's the thing. It's like Burning Man is whatever, whoever you choose to be, whoever you want to be in that moment, 
that's what you're allowed in. And the crazy thing is, I guess it's not crazy for Burning Man, but for the real world, people are really accepting. And they really, I mean, it's like people can walk around naked. And it's not like groups of people are like, oh, my God, you know, like whispering. It's yeah. just like it's just completely accepted. It's There's no, you know, background noise or clatter about it. It's just the norm i guess which is kind of fun i'm gonna be honest i think that burning man is gonna get so large it might become more popular than social media because yeah. you know you have all these people on social media they're like um you know they're like self-help gurus and better self and all these people like you know uh, uh venting their frustrations out on so uh social media i feel like burning man is the perfect place for you to go to be completely honest with you, because you want to feel liberated, you want to feel free. It seems like that's the kind of place that caters to anyone that's going through, you know, some kind of crisis in their life where they like they, they need to express themselves in a radical fashion. In a radical way. Yeah, I think it's uh, so healthy because you're not killing each other out there. You're just expressing yourself in radical artistic ways. Yeah, correct. Exactly. I mean, it's a good platform, I think. Um, it's hit social media. A lot of what you see about Burning Man in social media is is almost like glamorized where, you know, I have people being like, well, what do you dress up as? And I'm like, I don't really. It's like certain days I just want to wear a T-shirt and shorts. And, yeah. you know, so there's like I said, there's so many different facets of that society and that community. And you can find you can also be very lonely at Burning Man. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't really have cell phone service. So yeah. if you get lost and you can't find your friends, what are you going to do You're in the middle of a desert? You could, you know, so. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. The beauty about Burning Man is even if you're at your most lost or I feel like your most loneliest, you'll turn around and you'll see something that inspires you or you'll see somebody that'll like be like, sit down with us. Look, look, let's go over here. And you'll find a group with an instance if you open yourself to it. Otherwise, it could probably be a really lonely experience. I like that, though. I like like getting lost. I remember one time I got lost at a concert. I went to a great concert with this person that I didn't really have too much fun with there. And I lost him on purpose and I found him. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I would love Burning Man, yo, seriously. It's important to get lost. Like, when I brought, yeah. so my second year, I brought 11 virgins, which they call when you've never been to Burning Man. It was only my second yeah, I'm like, year. Yeah, well, you brought 11 virgins? <laughs> no, never before <laughs> been to Burning Man. It was a big deal, you okay. know. They were all just like, and my whole thing was, you know, as much as I love them, they had like a schedule on their RV of like where they're going to be at like certain times. And in case you get lost, like find us here. And I kept, I kept, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I kept erasing it. Every day I would wake up and just erase their whiteboard because I was yeah. like, you guys, the point of this is to get lost. Yes. And like, so what if you miss the set or the thing? It's like, find something. You can find anything at any point at any time at Burning Man. Get completely lost in your own world, doing something totally different than what you set out to do that day. And that's the whole point. Go experience it. So, yes, have a schedule. Maybe stick to it, but also like. Fuck your burn. Fuck your skin. Well, yeah, it's like, that's the one thing I hate about technology is like everything has to be so organized. I didn't grow up like that. Some people are like that, though. Some yeah. people that gives them a sense of structure and they yeah. it's not so worrisome. But for me, it was like, you know, getting lost is half the yeah. point. You know? Yeah. Don't don't go to a place of radical self-expression. If, uh, <laughs> like if, you're, if you're freaking your whole life, you're organizing your day and you're going to go to Burning Man and organize your day. That's not radical. Yeah. Radical is not organizing. Your, how would you try that? How about you meet new people yeah i mean that's you know? a point. that's yeah. my burn right that was their burn they could do whatever they want but you yeah. know i was just trying to encourage them to be like 
it's okay if you miss somebody's DJ set somewhere or the orchestra that was playing somewhere else. Like, who knows? You know, so they ended up having a great time. And now they're like 100% dedicated to the whole experience in the event. They're like lifelong burners, like are going this year. They're going to go next year. I like that lingo, burn. Is that like (laughs) your prerogative? Like, what does that mean? That's your burn. It's like your your experience, what you make of it. I love that. There's like a big snarky, like, fuck your burn, which or like the burn was better last year, but it's always the same. Yeah, because yeah, you wasn't here. Because well, I was here last year. I'm not here this year. Yeah. Of course, it's better. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Man, now is there any truth to the rumor? Because I've heard this kind of nonsense a lot. I don't want to know if you've actually experienced it. Mm-hmm. There's orgies going on at Burning Man as well. What's up with that? I heard there's a freak show too over there. Like I understand people are naked, but are like, are, are they like uh, embarking on, upon? Uh, different experiences you don't, you don't, you don't see absolutely like, there's 100 percent yeah. that aspect in there no, but it's like the gay parade in new york you know yeah i mean it's kind of again like when when it comes to like all of the principles of burning man yeah. there is no like really structure to any of it yeah. so yes there are you know there's theme camps for everything and almost anything that you can possibly imagine yeah. you could go to a camp and learn how to bake cookies you could go to a russian banyan you could go to i mean there's the orgy dome you could go to like a gay themed camp or a you know um i don't even know like a hard rock camp we saw a bluegrass camp one night that was so there's definitely that i think that comes with radical self-expression and like committing to an experience some people that's part of what they do with burning man and maybe they take it into the real world perhaps they don't perhaps that's their one week to completely release themselves like free themselves sexually and express themselves that way to whatever that ends up looking like I personally have never been into those domes. Yeah, but. no, no, no. But I mean, but, I, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, that's radical self-expression. That's just the essence of Burning Man, you know? It may be something that you feel comfortable doing out there because it's always been a fantasy of yours. And there's nothing wrong with that, to be completely honest with you. You know, I love the fact that Burning Man is no taboo. You know, and it's in a very tasteful, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, like in a, in a way that's, you know, liberating. Exactly. And I think we need that as human beings, man. You know, Um, I feel like we get so caught up in this rat race that sometimes you need to go out there and express yourself in a way that that's healthy. You know, Mm -hmm. it's 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 a controlled atmosphere. It's not like people running around going crazy, like like chickens with their heads cut off. There's things to do. You interact, you know, it seems like you interact with different people. You meet people from different backgrounds. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. It's you look at people, you meet so many people from so many different walks of life and then you know, there's people that work, you know, nine to five jobs. They sit in office all day or they're like in this these major corporations and their whole life is about the structure of the corporate world and what they wear. And, you know, sometimes you got to let loose. And that might be the fact that they go to Burning Man. I know people, you know, aren't really allowed to say to their employers where they're going for that week. They have mm-hmm. to kind of like tiptoe around it to get the time off because it's, it's frowned upon to, you know, either their employer or that corporation that they're working for. So... Yeah, I mean, it's just, and then, so people like that might get there and do, they might be the ones that are walking around naked the whole time because they're like, you know what, I'm so sick of the suit and tie. Like, No, I mean, yeah, I'll be be completely honest with you, though. A lot of people feel that way, man. A lot of people feel that way, you know, and that's not, you know, and I'm glad that there's a place that people could, you know, um, go there and just do what they got to do, man. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy beautiful art. Enjoy beautiful music. There's kids there, too. I mean, I'm sure it's you know, not that crazy. There's kids oh, walking there's around. there's little kids yeah. everywhere. There's a whole Kidsville camp yeah. that caters to little kids. And that some of their projects are, I was talking to somebody last year, this guy who had volunteered at the kids camp. 
And he was like, you know, it's the most amazing thing. You know, there was like 20 kids in this like play group and all the kids had to bring something that they really loved and that they were willing to get rid of. And then they made an art piece from all of these toys that they had that these kids loved. It was one of their favorite toys, but you know, are you willing to get rid of that? And then what does that look like to then make it into an art piece and have it for the enjoyment of other people? And that was kind of their lesson and experience that day, which when you think about it, it's such a beautiful thing to do. It's like, when does someone teach you the value of something that's, you know, you have this toy as a little kid and the value of also sharing with other people and letting it go, letting go of the fact that this isn't just yours, maybe everybody's in the world yeah. to enjoy and experience. And that's a big theme actually for Burning Bank sharing as well. There's like a principles over there from what I was reading. It's like 10 principles of Burning Man and one of them is sharing, which I feel like people don't do enough. Oh yeah. So the, the whole thing Burning Man is decommodification and um, that is a gifting community. So, um, basically there's no money exchange for anything. So when you get there, you've paid for your ticket, you bring all that you need to survive. And then everything else is either gifted is gifted really. So a lot of people get caught up in that. I remember one year with all the virgins that I brought, they were like, but one guy was like, well, what do you mean? Like you just gift it? Like, can I, is it like a trade? I'm like, no, that's not gifting. Gifting is like, you know, one year I made mac and cheese like 14 pounds of mac and cheese and just walked around with it. And it was like, just take it. Everyone's hungry. Just eat. People gift trinkets or toys or necklaces. And, you know, the only thing you can actually buy at Burning Man is ice because you kind of need ice yeah, out there no, to survive. So <laughs> it's the only thing you can actually buy. And I think coffee at center camp. But, yeah, everything's just gifting. And what that creates, I think, is a really beautiful community and this idea of, you know, just here, just have it. Like I, I met people who literally <clears throat> took the shirt off their back and they were like, just take this. And I was like, what are you, I'll give you. And they're like, no, I just want you to have it. Let it go. So, I mean, you could do that with food. You could do it with, you know, services or experiences or yeah. I mean the whole, like the, there's spas out there they'll get facial treatments and it's all, yeah. you know, gifting. That vibe seems so different because like, you know, I grew up in New York and you're so untrustworthy, you know, untrusting of what do you everything. Totally. You're giving me this for free now, nah, you're like, yeah, yeah, what do you yeah. want? You know, it's like New York is different, man. It kinda like you become kinda jaded and you don't you don't realize that there's actually people out there that yo, man, they just wanna enjoy your company, they wanna hear your story yeah. for a couple of hours, you know, entertain them and then you move on as if nothing ever happened. Yeah, you know? I mean I think the bars, the first night I got there, my second year I uh, all of the virgins I was like they were kind of like well what are we supposed like it was nighttime and they're like what are we gonna do and I was like let's let's go to a bar and get a drink and they were like wait what do I need my wall and I'm like no 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 you just get it you just get a drink like yeah. there's bars that are there's literally camps that just have full bars whatever they just choose yeah. to distribute during the week and they were and it was like that little flip in their head where we got to the bar and they were like Oh, you just like go up and then you just get a drink and then you just walk away. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Start our night like this. You like, don't have to worry about not <laughs> tipping the waiter. You good, yeah, man? That's like, it. yeah, they're here. We literally you. built a free city. I mean, you pay fourteen hundred dollars to get. The least you can get is a drink. Right? <laughs> but that's our camp, you know. Like, yeah, no, that's you dope, find man. your favorite. There's martini. Yeah, so yeah. that that was a funny little flip. I think for everyone that day was they were like. Oh, and you're like, yeah, I mean, tomorrow, if you want to go get falafel, there's a falafel camp too. Like, we're hungry. Oh my you know, God, so free falafel too? Yeah. Free, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Gifted falafel. This sounds like heaven. It's like, is it like heaven for a week? And we, like, us East Coast people don't even know about it? What's going on, you man? Gotta come. You gotta come. It is. It's one of the most incredible human experiences. The first year I went, I was like, wow, this is like a human experiment slash experience in yeah. complete freedom i mean on so many different levels you, you you come my first year i was there for almost 12 days in the desert so i kind of went through this like 
ebb and flow of being like, this is amazing. I hate this. I never want to come back again. So like, this is amazing. And then like by day, like seven or eight, I was actually in a state of, I never want to go back to the default world. I don't want to, this is what life should be about. This kind of experience, this kind of like camaraderie and community and gifting and expression and everywhere you turn, someone's there to like give you a hug or walk with you if you need, it's just amazing. I'm like, I say, will you be back this year in August? I will. We're looking into going back. Um, At first we were, I'm not going to do the fire conclave this year. Um, because I kind of want to experience giving back in a different way. So okay. that was part of it. But yeah, I think we're going back. We were, we might've had a wedding that weekend and now it just changed. So we're just kind of like figuring that out right now, but yeah, I'll definitely be back. Now, will you be posting on your social media? I can't, I don't, I actually don't use my yeah. phone at Burning okay. Man. There's why oh, yeah, that's right. You can't even bring like, there's no way you're not supposed yeah. to like, you can't use it, right? There's no service. I've heard there's Wi-Fi now. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. I've always been the one that just like, I'll take my phone with me if, to take pictures, but then I completely forget that I have a phone on me because I also, because you know, you see the art in the desert, it's beautiful. You're like, I should show this to my parents. So I, like, so I have something to show them being like, yeah. I just spent eight days in the desert. I have nothing to show for it other than like my energy is like, woo. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, no, I don't really post. I mean, people do. Now, I don't do you know. do fire shows for people privately? Like not private, you know, like, but like, you know, if somebody hires you to In do, New York City? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Oh, so how do they find you if they want to hire you? I just started my new Instagram. It's oh, kluminous1. Yeah. All right. There um, you go. Kluminous1. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to create a little bit more content. It's been a little rough because of the rain and the cold. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I'm trying to get content to get onto my um, Instagram account and just, yeah. I mean, it is, fire performance is hard to do in New York City. LED performance is a lot easier, but yeah. it is a really cool add-in if you have like a Hamptons party or a party in Connecticut. And, you know, I'm a fire safety performer, so yeah. I do have um, insurance for that. So yeah, everything else is good to go. So what would you like to tell people that um, have just listened to you and your beautiful stories thank about you Burning Man? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Thank you. Actually, um, no, thank really, you thank you. Um, thank now, you. Yeah, no, what's your message to people about Burning Man and, you know, <clears throat> things moving forward for you. Yeah, I guess the message about Burning Man is I think if you're curious about it or if you have any interest in it, I think you should participate and go out there and find it. It's It can be a scary endeavor, but you it's hard for you to walk away saying that was the worst thing I've ever done. You'll find something out there that'll give you more life. Um, yeah, and other than that, just keep participating. It's just a really great event, and the fire performance is amazing. If any questions about where to take fire classes, or if you have any idea we want to spin fire props, you can always contact me at K underscore Luminous One, um, and I'm happy to point you guys in the right direction if you have any questions about that because it's a really fun way to dance and learn a new hobby. So, yeah. Well, Miss LeBlanc, thank you for being here, blessing us with the knowledge of Burning Man. <laughs> All my people out there, you know, it was a lighthearted conversation. You know what I mean? We love Burning Man. We love liberalism and expressing yourself because, you mean, if you can't express yourself, what can you do? Angel of Words, we're out. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with Miss Karis LeBlanc. And please, go check out Burning Man whenever you have the chance. There's tickets for everyone, and there's a plethora of different ways to go and get them. So if you go, let us know how it went. Post at the hashtag Angel of Words podcast. And thank you for tuning in. <laughs>